All right, so here it is, Ryan Orr, Team Title Guy, Tycor Title, once again. And I am here to talk to you today. We just got done with a class with uh, Derek May, a bankruptcy attorney. And uh, we were talking about some of the differences and nuances to a Chapter 7, uh, as well as a Chapter 13. Uh, the, some of the differences, uh, you know, when they can get discharged, when they can't get discharged, what are the time frames. Uh, BKs can be filed to slow a... Uh, foreclosure as well. And so, you know, if you have a client that's going through a situation with this, maybe reach out to a BK attorney in order to help that out is a big deal. So uh, if you're not familiar as to how this works or what you can do to get that done, you can always ask me and I can give you very basic answers. And uh, I don't give out legal advice because I am not an attorney, nor do I play one on TV. But I do have some pretty cool resources that I'd love to be able to share over with you. Uh, also, Chapter 13s are only on personal. Uh, they can discharge personal debt, um, whereas uh, in Chapter 7, when done on a business, there is no discharge, but you can on personal as well. Uh, there are some differentiations in regards to what is considered an asset, uh, and personal items, for the most part, have provisions where most of your personal items would uh, be exempted from any kind of bankruptcy proceeding. Uh, we talked about homestead provisions and some of the items that are there. Please also know that we do have a full breakdown of the homestead provision and how it can protect equity in your primary residence uh, from creditors coming in and foreclosing up to a certain dollar amount of equity. Uh, now, I say a certain amount. I'm not specific just because depending upon where you live, that dollar amount does change. And so I can share uh, that information with you as well should you have a specific question. Now, keep in mind, homesteads are really only for your primary residence. So, and you can only have that on one property. Um, in regards to being able to refinance, in most cases, it's one to two years out of bankruptcy. Once in a while, you can find some lenders, but most won't do it. Uh, so, please keep that in mind. Um, we also talked about how if a property is in bankruptcy uh, and you're going to sell, uh, it's not necessarily a deal killer. That It could still close, but you would have to get the approval of the courts in order to do that. So there's several provisions uh, where they would give that exception. Uh, one of those is going to be the fact that, let's say, the, the homeowner is not going to get any money back at all. There's zero equity. Uh, it could be justified to the court and the sale can be allowed to proceed. Another option in order to close while still in bankruptcy uh, is that the proceeds of that sale do go back to the court and the court does approve that opportunity to come through. Uh, in regards to debts being negotiated and or payments being made on them, in most cases when they are done through the bankruptcy courts, you're looking at 36 to 60 months. Uh, as to what people are doing within those types of bankruptcies. So bankruptcy is out there to uh, provide opportunities for clear and honest people, as was the words that Derek used, uh, to be able to get relief from debt. Uh, if someone's been unscrupulous and or is lying in regards to things, there are provisions uh, that uh, do not allow the bankruptcy to move forward. So if you're trying to cheat people, uh, chances are cheaters won't prosper in this case. So, uh, you know, it's important to know what is out there and what the resources and tools are, and that bankruptcy does not necessarily mean that the deal is dead. Um, one of the things we also brought up quite a bit was the order of avoidance. 
So the initial discharge of debt, especially as it relates to a second mortgage, for example, uh, is going to release the personal responsibility, therefore, that debt. However, if the person uh, also owns real property, uh, it would still be attached to the physical property itself. Because again, we're talking about a second mortgage, so it would have already been on a specific property. The only way to avoid that lien is to get what we refer to as an order of avoidance. So if it was not issued in the original proceedings uh, of the bankruptcy court, it doesn't mean that it won't happen or can't happen. It just means that you may need to reopen the case and get that provision from the courts. Uh, please also note that Derek did mention that the average turn time to get that done is about 30 days. So uh, if you're in a 30-day escrow and you discover this 25 days in, well, your 30-day escrow just got uh, prolonged by about another 30 days or so. He also has mentioned that uh, uh, the court's not going to see the fact that you're in escrow as an, ex- as an emergency and move forward because you probably had some time to get this addressed. Unfortunately, you didn't. So uh, those were things that were mentioned in regards to how that will play out. But again, you do have options. It's not the end of the world on it. And uh, that when you get a good team together and people that you can rely on and trust, uh, that good things can happen. So uh, we did also record the presentation today. So if you're looking for a copy of that and you'd like to see the full presentation in PowerPoint, let us know. We'd love to be able to get that over to you. Alrighty. Anyways, that's what I got for right now. Ryan Orr, Team Title Guy, always doing our best to provide value and education throughout all of our transactions. So stay tuned for the next and upcoming training classes to be. uh, And you can always check in and subscribe to our podcast here or find us on Facebook under Team Title Guy. Uh, We appreciate you. And uh, whether you sell, buy, or refi, specify the title guy. Bye-bye.